JT Weatherford. Thanks for joining me today. Um, and we're going to talk about kind of the um, founding of freedom from pornography based on the verse Job 31.1. You may have seen a lot of this. The username stuff is uh, Job is uh, freedom from pornography 31.1, or you might see like freedom 311. Um, but that's kind of where that comes from is from the Bible verse. Um, Job 31.1, but I wanted to welcome you. Thank you for your time and attention today. We hope we talk about things, all things related to recovery from pornography addiction. Um, my story is shared a little bit in here and just diving deep into some practical ways to fight this addiction and to make, to make a stand against this um, devastating problem that is wreaking havoc in our culture today. So with that, let's dive into the verse. Uh, Job 31.1 says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. And that's kind of where it's, it's a very short verse, but it packs a lot of meaning into it. There, um, when I look at the Bible verses, I've always hated it. When I was young, I didn't know this. Um, when somebody would quote a Bible verse to me, it'd be like, okay, cool. That, that's really good. However, what's the bigger picture? And they call it taking it out of context. If you don't know the whole story of Job and you just hear that verse, you'd be like, okay, cool. So how do you make a covenant with your eyes? It's just like, do I just tell my eyes? Okay. So I'm going to stop looking. And the answer is no. Um, yes and no. You do have to. Um, one thing that the um, Every Man's Battle talks about, the book by Stephen Otterburn um, talks about, is that you have to bounce your eyes from pornographic images or um, things that are temptations for you. You just when you see one, it's a, he talks about that. It's a natural instinct to notice a, an attractive looking woman, but then that's your first look when you lust, it's your second look. So when you see somebody it's it's just an automatic look away kind of thing. You bounce your eyes away from that. So that's part of it of making covenant with your eyes. But one thing I wanted to talk about was the, before I dive into more context of the Bible, let's look at the definition of um, covenant and went to the good old Google and the Merriam-Webster.com says um, that covenant, the definition of covenant, the short is that's a written agreement or promise. And then it goes into more detail saying that it's usually under seal between two or more parties, especially for the performance of some action. So like the deed conveying the land containing restrictive covenants. So I don't know if you guys have ever bought land before, but when we had land when I was growing up, they would always say that there's covenants with the land and you had to look and see, um, if you agree with those covenants, um, a lot of them are just to keep places looking nice. And so you don't end up with um, 
50,000 rusty cars sitting out in the, um, on your property. So they were talking about, um, it's an agreement between two people, two different parties saying, yes, we agree to this plan. We agree to these rules. So what Job is talking about is I made a covenant with my eyes. He's agreeing with his eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. And however, the context goes in a lot deeper into this. Job was a man that was found very righteous in God's sight. And at the very beginning of the book of Job, Satan is talking to God and saying, yeah, your servant Job is, is going to be obedient to you and loves you until all that you have blessed him with is taken away. And then it goes through this whole process of Satan attacks Job, takes away his health, takes away his family, just destroys everything that Job know, has known. And even at one point, Job's wife in there comes in and says, why are you still living? Why are you still fighting? Because she has also experienced the agony of all of this loss. And she tells Job, just curse God and die. And Job is like, no, that's there. I, I, I feel like Job was sensing that there was something deeper going on here. But in this part... Job's kind of on his monologue after talking to his friends and stuff about um, life and all these problems and stuff that has been going on. But then in this part of the book, um, once you kind of hit Job 29, 30, 31, um, Job is just talking about, especially in 31, the title of it says Job's final protest of innocence. He's kind of like, I have done all these things. I have followed everything perfect well as perfectly as he can be being human and he's just like i've made a covenant with my eyes i have not been seduced by women if i have then let me know um uproot all my plants or my crops and it's really interesting how job is just trying to kind of argue why he why he should why is he being punished and he's trying to make sense of it in his mind and then he doesn't understand that there's something deeper going on and then that's when god kind of just sternly comes in and says well he goes back to his his friends keep talking and i'm just kind of scrolling through this um towards the end of the book God jumps in and says, who are you? Where were you when the sky was formed? Where were you when the planets were formed? Where were you when, um, I think he even talks about Leviathan, which was this huge sea creature that we really don't know a lot about. Um, I'm no theologian, but it's just interesting from this perspective of God just being like, you have no idea. You have no idea what is going on. And, but also I feel like God's not doing this in a mean 
judgmental way or anything, but just like showing Job, there's a bigger picture here. There's a much bigger picture here. Yes, you are innocent. Yes, you did follow all those things. Yes, you made that covenant with your eyes not to look lustfully at another woman. Yes, you obeyed me in all the things that I asked you to do. However, there's a bigger picture. There is, don't come to me with all your justifications and everything when you don't know what all is going on. And <laughs> I'm just looking at this. Job 38 verse 2 says, well, verse 1, it says, this is where the Lord challenges Job. He said, the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. And I'm just like, whoa, okay, where's that going? What's the whirlwind? Um, but it sounds like the Lord just kind of showed up and kind of just got fed up with Job and his friends and their talk that they were um, bickering back and forth about this and trying to make sense of it all. But he goes, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. The first question, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. And then it keeps going. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations? And who laid its cornerstone? As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it's burst as it burst from the womb, and as I closed with, with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness, for I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. And he keeps going. Um, God just keeps going and asking Job these questions and saying, Where were you? Did you weren't there? You have no idea. And the point I want to make is that while this verse is super good and I love it and it Job 31 1 and kind of why I based it off of based this freedom from pornography concept off of that verse is because it's a good reminder. It's an easy verse to remember to memorize and to commit to memory and be like, yes, I made a covenant with my eyes between myself and God that am my own eyes that I have not, that I will not look lustfully at a woman. It's easy to, to remember that in the heat of the battle and you must have verses to memorize, to fight this battle. It just kind of resets your mindset and resets your thinking about it and gets you out of the heat of the moment. Um, but it's also, I also want to show you that there is a much bigger picture when you are facing temptation, when you are facing um, pornography, addiction, and recovery, God is there. God cares deeply about you. Just know that there is a much bigger picture going on. And we don't know. We won't. We don't have all the answers. God knows everything. God knows all the answers. God knows exactly why we're tempted when we're tempted. Maybe it's something just to strengthen you um, and to make you better maybe it's just because you're hungry and it's like you just need to eat um and you're in, you're in a moment of weakness and god's just saying just go eat something or you're tired and you just need to go sleep um it 
we don't need to try and go super deep and theological or philosophical on this addiction because it may be just something super simple like that. So I just wanted to give you some encouragement that you can do this. Just know that God is there and he will help you fight through this. Memorize that verse, Job 31.1. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. That'll help you. And there are other verses too. Look up, just go searching, um, seeing what God has for you to memorize and to help you in this fight. Uh, it just gives you another tool in your, another weapon in your arsenal to fight against Satan and to fight the demons that will plague your mind and it again begins to help rewire your brain so i hope this encourages you today i know this verse has helped me a ton and um, clearly as i base this whole podcast and blog and everything off of that um, off of that verse so let me know what you guys think i would love to hear from you guys I hope you have a wonderful day and know that you're smart, kind, brave, and strong and courageous. You have what it takes. God is on your side. The angels are fighting for you. You have an angel of armies that is fighting right there alongside with you for your mind, your heart, your soul. You'll be the man that God has called you to be. And know that there is a bigger picture. Know that there are things that we will never understand on this side of eternity. But oh, for, oh how we can long for the day to sit there with God and just to kind of like, at peace and to know that the war is done. The war has been won. We just have to live our days to the best that we can and love people and love ourselves. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.